Welcome to Geek Therapy. This is episode 100. 100? 100. What's up, Lara? I'm just excited that it's episode 100. So one year ago, you joined me on, on this crazy adventure. and It's been a year? Yeah. Yep. yep. It was June last year, and we've done more than 50 episodes since then. And, and I think it's time to shake things up. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I had said that I wanted to do like a special interview for for uh, episode 100, but instead I'm settling for you because You're I couldn't make that happen. You're settling for and... me. Yeah, 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 which is not bad, which is not bad. Um, I'm okay. I... It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> a solid and... B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually super excited that we got to 100 because there was a for a long time, I, I never thought I'd get to 100, and I wouldn't have gotten here if it weren't because you agreed to show up every week. So thank you. You're welcome, Josue. <laughs> Maybe I'll start singing like Maui from Mo- Moana. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> he sings You're Welcome. That's oh, a song. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Actually, it's episode 100. Go for it. Sing it. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, it's probably it's no probably singing, for the best. no dancing. It's, it's it is for the best. it is for the best. We would lose all the listeners we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to recap what we did, like why we we started doing this. Right, the idea was to create a a library, right, so that we would create this resource that would document all these relatable forms of content. So video games, TV shows, movies, comic books, books, anything and compile them and put them on a website so that people could access them and and kind of use what we've been talking about like offline right well we before we even had the podcast yeah. the kind of thing that we always used to talk about and and make that and over the course of uh, a little over a year right even before the podcast there there is a wiki page up i've gone back and forth on what that would look like we have kind of a basic format we have our own kind of internal listing that, and form that we've used. We made a form for other people to contribute ideas. And so thank you to everybody who, who's done that. And there's always a link to that in the, in the show notes. And so one year later, we haven't gotten as far as I'd like. <laughs> you know, life gets in the way. I still want to do it. I still want to do it. So, so it, that's the thing. Like, I think about it all the time, and and I feel that by showing up every week and, and doing the podcast, we've done a good job of exercising that. But then, when it comes to putting it on paper, we we just we just stopped at one point. We just stopped doing right. that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in November. <laughs> yes, exactly. We we looked we looked at our numbers, and we, neither of us had updated the actual form since. November of last year, so that's like eight months ago, and that makes me kind of sad. Like I, 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 I'm very sad about that. But at the same time, we did so many potential entries on the show, on right. the podcast, that I feel good about that. So I've been thinking about how the I tried to name the episodes according to the content that we used, so that it would be easily accessible. But we right. have episodes that are anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes long, and there's no timestamp. So if we were, if we did talk about Wonder Woman, there's no specific moment to jump to, right? Like, it's really hard to, to do that. So, and some of those episodes, we didn't even mention what 
issue or what episode of whatever we were yeah, looking yeah. at or talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you go back, right, you'll hear that a few times. We, we tried to make an effort to do that more. And mm-hmm. because for a while we didn't, and then we did, and then whew, it's been an up uphill, up and down. It's been up and down <laughs> on that sense. But But we've been so consistent on the podcast, and we've been able to do... I think great stuff here. I kind of want to change the the format. And and actually, you know, all the stuff that we did for Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. it get, it got me thinking also about how how like over the course of 6 years now, like a lot of people, we've met a lot of people through geek therapy. And I met you through 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 doing this, right? And and right. there's this whole network that's formed and and everybody kind of has an idea of what it is. And and I think that I've always fought against what most people think of when they think of geek therapy. I think that's the best way to put it because I want it to be a whole bunch of things. But I, I've come I've come to accept that Josue has many interests that aren't necessarily what geek therapy has to be or, or is or has become. So I'm going to like officially, as a, as a, at least try this out, officially it's going to just focus on mental health and geek culture. So Ooh. that's what it is, right? Because I've I've wanted to, it was I more broadly wanted this idea of how geek culture could save the world through different means. But ultimately, all the friends that I've made and the network that we've built up and and mm-hmm. um and the audience that we have and the the people in the community, they're all mental health professionals. <laughs> right. But even so, um I mean, one of my coworkers that I that I've mentioned um, geek therapy to, she used to be an educator, and she said, no matter what, it it still helps educators. They need to know about mental health too, at least the basis to be able to help their their students. And so, even though it's focused on mental health, it still helps other areas of of people's lives. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad yeah. to hear that, and I and I like like the difference now would be that instead of also addressing education in a more general sense, right, or mm-hmm. or looking at how content could be used in a classroom setting, instead of talking about it that way, we'll only talk about it in in a, in a mental health context, which right. would be which includes many things, right, not just like therapy, but in. I, th- I think that it, it just made it too complicated to also talk about education and talk about other things. So mm-hmm. I think just focusing on mental health, it'll be easier to to spread the word. It'll be easier to to share the message. And I think I think it's what most people think about anyway. So I kind of changed the tagline to you know celebrating mental health and geek, and geek culture because that is that's at the core of what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. We're huge geeks and we work in mental health and we think about this stuff all the time. And I think that in that context, we can be both. We can educate, like we can we can uh, speak to both groups, right? People mm-hmm. who who identify as geeks and uh, as people interested in mental health, and we can teach geeks about mental health and teach uh, mental health people about geek culture and kind of celebrate both. I, we've proven for years now that there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, sounds like we're doing what my clinical supervisor always tells his supervisees to do, um, and narrow your focus. Yeah. I've reluctantly, I've, I've been, I've fought against it <laughs> for a while, but, but, but I, but again, like there, there are these things that I care about that don't necessarily have to be a part of, of the idea or the brand of geek therapy, which is okay. 
And I think I think it'll be easier. You can do 50 million podcasts this way and do everything you want to do. <laughs> I can. Yep. They don't have to be <laughs> part of Geek Therapy. Yep. Whew. Yeah. Well, and again, like in the last year, we, we started the, the Geek Therapy Network. And, and that's going really well. That is yeah. going fantastic. We've mm-hmm. we've crashed our server a couple times in the last few months, which is which is always <laughs> a good a, sign. That's a milestone right there. That's a milestone. It is. It is. Every time it happens, I'm like, yes, I'm probably going to have to um, pay more <laughs> very soon. I, would, <laughs> but, I mean, but, uh, I was so excited when I had my first troll. So yes, yes, those are always <laughs> ah, memories. You know, you've made it. Yep. Servers crashing and, and trolls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's how you measure success on the internet. Oh man! So, so that's kind of the focus of uh, moving forward. I think I think it just makes sense. I think I, I'm the last one to actually agree to this. Probably no one. Uh, everyone else will be like, "Duh!" I thought that's what you were already doing. Sorry, but, but now in it's official. Sway's mind. <laughs> yeah, and now it's official. And and I think that that all again being able to to clarify that message, which is something that we've tried to do over the past year too. I think that will help with community building and it'll help with outreach, which is a big part of what I want to do now. So so I'm going to kind of try very, very hard to focus on on the community building aspect to help all of the podcasts grow and to kind of um, what's the what's the word? Yeah, the outreach part is is gonna be really important because there are many of us in many different places that can do all sorts of stuff. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, the Jedi Council people went to a local conference and they gave a couple talks and that's always great. You're going to be going to San Diego Comic-Con in a few weeks. and Yes, I am. And there's so much potential to talk to people and to do stuff there. And and I think that if we, if we, if we all don't communicate or if we don't have a plan, like it's just much harder, but there's, there's always, there's always potential um, at these things. And, and so I'm going to try to, help with that as much as possible. That's the plan. That's and the plan. Yeah, yeah. Let's Until see if you can stick to a plan. I'll, we'll see. Like, like you have these <laughs> really cool um, Geek Therapy branded business cards. You know? Yeah, I do. Don't forget them this time. So I can help by reminding you. Oh, I've got you. a whole bunch of them. Yeah, by reminding you to take them with you. What was the last <laughs> thing you went to? You did something. You are like, oh, yeah, I forgot my business cards. WonderCon. <laughs> but I was an event at an event at Patreon at their offices. I can't remember when. I think it was I don't I don't remember when it was, but it was it wasn't that long ago and I happened to have my business cards and I gave them to a few people who were really interested. Um Oh, I didn't have my business cards at Queers and Comics either. <laughs> uh, see, so this is the kind of thing I can help with. <laughs> That's right. Just remind you. I'll just uh, tell you when I'm going to something. Laura, did you pack your business cards with you? Yeah. Shoot, I don't even know where they are. They're in a box somewhere. We're still not <laughs> fully unpacked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll work on this. And then and like I can I can reach out to people and and maybe try to set up some sort of interviews or something. Even if even if it doesn't end up becoming anything or if you don't write anything or if you don't record it, it would be at least something that you can bring back and, and at least talk to other people and, and get in contact and, and do some right. networking would be I, – I think it would be helpful for like, – like, like we're on a mission here, right? Spread <laughs> the word. Spread, yeah. the, spread the, the geekiness. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it's like it's like I've always seen geek therapy as having a mission, right? It, it it is very focused on, you know, bringing light to mental health and and you know showing the positives of it, and also and also defending geek culture to an extent. As as mm-hmm. as mainstream as it is, there's still there's still a lot of stuff that that there's so much potential there that isn't taken care of because of um, geek culture having a bad rap. Um, I mean, we we people. talk about mental health stigma. There's totally still geek stigma. Um, Absolutely. Like, I think a while back, a local uh, radio host in the Bay Area said something about um, uh, when Pokemon Go w- had first started, he was like, why would I play that? Um, like, I still have a sex life or something like that. And, and I was like, hmm. And I, I, and I made a comment on on his Twitter, I think, and said, you know, that's knocking people that play games. You say they can't have relationships or a healthy sex life. And, um, he was like sensitive much. Uh, but you know, there is still a stigma about, um, people that play games or read comics or even, well, I guess not so much watch the, uh, the big movies or whatever, but cause everybody goes to those big blockbuster movies, but, um, there are, things that are seen more mainstream and, and some parts of it that are still, um, still people picture the, the nerdy kid that's living in their ba- parents' basement until they turn 40. Um, or even something. Case. Yeah. Or something like, like, like that comment from that radio person. It's like just putting people down for being a fan of something, right? Like right. how many, how many girls went to see Wonder Woman dressed as Wonder Woman and, that's an empowering movie and that's an empowering act. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to think, you know, like we can, we can talk about how, you know, picking on somebody because they did that is bullying and how it's, it's not okay. And, and how, what they're doing is representing all these positive qualities and, you know, just having that conversation. There's, there's a, right. you know, there's, there's a lot to cover. I forget where this was. It has, I saw it pop up the other day. There was some sort of like new statue, like a new um, like a bust of the Joker. And I think the title of it was The Face of Insanity or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and like, you know, those are conversations that we that when people say that someone is crazy or someone is insane and inevitably along that conversation around that somebody brings up mental health, right? And although these are fictional, um, exaggerated portrayals of some mental health symptoms or some misunderstood diagnoses, then, you know, the connections that are made are, are never good, <laughs> are never, yeah. are not helping anybody. So, so again, like, it, it goes both ways, right? So, like, I like it when people address, like, you talk to this radio host, but, you know, can we talk to um, people who are the creators, right? And and we, we do have those conversations. And, and it's always great to see that happening. And there's tons of room for improvement. And these conversations, doesn't matter how many times we go to a conference or how often we, we do the podcast, there's always new people who've never heard that before and who, who we can engage in conversation. Very true. And I'm glad you mentioned Patreon, like going to Patreon, because we do have a Patreon, which we never really promote, but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to start pushing it. And what, one of the, one of the things that we, that kind of came out of, of like, how do we make Patreon attractive, right? Like the right. really, really the attractive part of Patreon is 
it's one way for people in the community or people who care about what we're talking about to contribute. So one way to contribute is simply like share an episode or share a blog post, right? Share something. Mm-hmm. That's one way. Another way is to contribute ideas for the library, right? That's something that we've been pushing. But another way is like if you, you, you know, you want to send a dollar our way every month or, or just one time, like that, that kind of stuff helps too. So just giving another option for helping. And one of the ideas that came from that was um, like what kind of perk could there be for, for people who are, who are patrons because that's kind of the way Patreon works. And That's right. They give something to get some. Yeah, yeah, right. Even, <laughs> and and so the, one of the ideas I came up with was to to have the the geek therapy roundtables, which would be hosts from the different shows across the network to come together talking about a particular topic, and maybe having early access to people who are patrons, something like that, or maybe exclusive mm-hmm. access to the videos. And and so out of that came our first roundtable, which we did last month during Mental Health Awareness Month. And the episode, the first episode, is up now. On this podcast feed, but check this out. Um, um, this is this is uh, w- one of the bigger changes that are that are going to happen moving forward. I want the so the roundtable is going to be its own podcast, okay? Whoa, with its own feed and everything. And then, so again, that is hosts from across the network, maybe friends every now and then, right? Coming together and discussing a topic. So it'll be different than any of the shows because it'll have people from all the shows and it'll be topics that aren't necessarily covered. Like uh, one of my like one of my favorite things about the first roundtable that we did was that we had Brian Peace from Rolling for Change. He's a teacher and he had stories that were very relatable, um, com- uh, related to... 13 Reasons Why. And like he knew the author and all that stuff. But we would never talk about 13 Reasons Why on Rolling for Change because that's a a show about tabletop gaming. (laughs) Right, right. So it was great to have him there because he had all these insights and and it was great to have him there. So, you know, things like that. Yeah. So we'll be... As many times as we talked about 13 Reasons Why and Jedi Council talked about 13 Reasons Why, we never would have got that perspective from Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so moving forward, I'm I'm really curious where that's gonna end up and, and kind of the different topics that we'll touch. And and I kind of want, you know, rotating hosts. So we have Katie from from um from Jedi Council. She's going to host the second one and I'm hoping that we can, you know, have a revolving host for that one. It'll be it'll be fun. So that'll be its own separate feed, even though the first episode is on this feed right now. Because I'm gonna do some 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 podcast ninjutsu. You're gonna do some shuffling. Yeah, 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 and and I hope it works. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Tell, so, tell Josue if it doesn't work. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell me I didn't do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the other big change will be that then what I want is the and we've talked about this um, briefly offline, which is the geek therapy library idea because we we seem to consistently be able to do a podcast <laughs> version yeah. of it. So let's do a podcast version of it that's actually useful. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is they will be very, very short. So it might be five minutes, you know, a discussion of, of what an entry would be. We'll have a format. We'll come together. We'll do it. And that will be the entry. That will be the episode. So if someone wants to find it, they can just go to that episode. You know, they'll go on a podcast feed and see that particular episode, and that's it. 
there's no there's no intros, no outros, no announcements, no nothing. There's no hmm. um, talking about six or seven different things. It's just the entry. And my hope is that maybe like if we have a format or we have a kind of a script that we can go through where, you know, just bullet points or questions that we're answering about it, just like we would fill out in the forum, that's something that we could even, we don't even have to do together. You know, it's something that we could do individually. And once the audio is up, then it's I feel up. like this is a ploy to get to like episode like 500. So, so that's, like that's, week. that's very good. <laughs> that's very good. Um, so I won't count that as, I won't count those as numbered episodes. And I'm trying to think of what kind of uh, numbering convention to use just so right. that they, they're easier to find. So, you mm-hmm. know, some sort of coding, but they won't be episodes. They won't be a part of this show. They'll be separate. It'll be, so the Geek Therapy Library will be its own feed also, completely separate. So you and I could come together and uh, to record one week. And instead of an episode like this, we might have, you know, two or three entries that'll then be their uh-huh. own audio files. So that won't have a particular schedule as of yet. That'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, but that's the idea. And my hope is we can, we can also go back and pull from some of the things that we already have. So maybe we can record audio for all the, the, the potential entries that we already had or some of the ones that we already have written down. Mm-hmm. And then eventually if we ever, I don't know, if we ever like one of us hits the lottery or we're able to get sponsorship or something and take some more time off <laughs> to just dedicate more time to the actual wiki, then maybe – even if if we write them out um, and we, we do it the way we've always talked about, we can always embed the audio so that there's also that piece to it. So that there's a piece. Okay, that's cool. That's yep, a good yep. idea. Yeah. So so that's the audio... even adding to the website idea that we. Yep. That we yep. had. Yep. Yes, and then that's super easy. So I think again, I think that we've we've been consistent um, in in doing the podcast and I, I'm hoping that we can harness that to actually, even if it's just an audio version of the library, then that's fine. And I, I love the idea of someone going through, checking out the feed and then listening to three or four different episodes and be like, oh, okay, like I get, I get what they're trying to do. I get the idea. And then later on, someone be like, I, I need some, I need a, I would like a Supergirl reference. And then mm-hmm. there'll probably be like 20 Supergirl <laughs> things because we talked a lot about Supergirl. <laughs> Oh man, it's not also, as much as we will once I catch up. This also, summer. it's on Netflix now, so I know no I'm going to catch up. I'm yeah. going to catch up. Okay, <laughs> that that is like up there on like I need to. Yeah, that's there. Yeah, yeah. you can refresh for the for the future um, audio library entries. I'm really excited about this, by the way. Uh, and then and then the 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 last piece of it is like, well, so what happens to this show? This episode, this show just hit 100. What is going to like? Will there be a one hundred and one? And absolutely, I'm hoping that there's a one hundred and one, and and that'll be. So that will have. Nope, I quit. Uh, <laughs> well, you've been you've been transferred anyway <laughs> to the library, right. and and you can come back every now and then. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I I don't know what it's going to what it's going to be. I'm still I'm still thinking about it, but there are like every now and then we we do interviews and and the interviews like I, I love interviewing people, so I can double down on that. When you and I have a, a topic to discuss, we can we can absolutely do that and bring in other people um, for interviews. And you know, a big part of why these changes are happening is because I just moved. 
I just moved really far away. Like you and I were on opposite sides <laughs> of the country, and now I went and moved all the way to Puerto Rico, which is even farther away. <laughs> like we're already on opposite sides of the of the country, and now I'm farther away. <sighs> and true. and that brings with it a few different a few issues. One of them being that once daylight savings times hits, there's a four hour difference between you and me. <laughs> like the three hour difference is already hard uh, for recording. There's also more delay in our audio. So I mean, nobody knows this when I'm when I'm editing, but our audio like it's, it never syncs up properly because it's it, it it it's so far, yeah. It's and then. It's, but it's not consistent either. So it moves around, so I have to cut things up. So it's actually kind of hard. Um, for the shorter episodes, that won't be that big of a deal. But for longer episodes, I think it'll just be, it'll just be a little easier. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I don't, I don't have an, a, an exact idea. There's no, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're still my partner in this. And, and, and so we'll just see where it goes. But as far as I don't think, I'm not sure how consistent the schedule will be um, for, for this show. Just, right. just now. Um, but that's kind of, those are kind of the, the, the updates on where I want things to go. And, and so we'll, we'll see how all that goes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to update everybody. So, so if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed to the newsletter or to, the, to our mailing list, do that. Because I'm going to have much better instructions <laughs> on how to subscribe to everything and, and outlining <laughs> all the changes there. So if you haven't, just go to geektherapy.com and, and sign up for the mailing list. It will, you will not regret it. <laughs> and actually, I can put a link to that in the show notes too. So if you're on your phone, you could just go ahead and uh, click on the show notes there and and sign up for the for the mailing list. And so, like, what I envision the 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 regular show being right is more general. Like, we'll talk about mental health. We'll talk about geek therapy. I mean, geek culture and. We'll do that from those two perspectives, and and an example of that, right? Which is mm-hmm. what we'll do right now. Is I want to talk. Yes, yes. <laughs> I want to talk about E three because E three is my favorite time of year. I don't care it about is no your Christmas. Favorite time of year. I don't care about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't care about the long summer breaks. I I love E three, and for me, it's like this whole. It's it's like it's from. From Apple's WWDC, which is their developers conference, all the way to to this week now, which is uh, E3, when we're recording this anyway. And oh man, you know, I've I've taken, I'll take those days off. I watch, I watch these things live. I rewatch them. I watch pre-shows. I watch the shows live. I watch post-shows, and then I listen and read about it for like the entire week. Like I listen to multiple podcasts covering the same thing over and over again. I read tons of articles. <gasps> This is my favorite time of year. And E3 is the Electronics Entertainment Expo, and it's all about video games. And if you don't like video games, then now's probably a good time to sign off. <laughs> and and I'm going to rain on your parade. And I was at work all through E3. That doesn't rain on my parade. It does, I know. You get to you get to know all the things. All, I saw some stuff on Twitter, and you sent me a couple things. Um I texted yeah, a lot of people throughout this you, throughout this conference. Yes, you yes you did. <laughs> I, I have fo- I followed a friend of mine on Twitter who was nonstop tweeting about the Nintendo, um, uh, the Nintendo. Uh, why can't I think of the word? This is really bad, and this is so gonna go in here because you're a horrible person. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. and I know yep. like there's three different words you could use. I know them all, and I, I just want to see what you come up with. Presentation. 
the well, Nintendo yeah, presentation. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, I am I am running on steam here. Anyway, um, but yeah, he was just tweeting nonstop about all kinds of things. And I was like, I want this and I want this. And I really wish I could have paid attention to the whole thing, all of them. But so, 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 so you're going to have to update that's, me. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk about it. You're going to, you're going to, and then I'm going to be like, <gasps> yeah, hopefully. No. So this is, this yeah. is like a, a summary. Like I'm not going to go over everything that happened, but you know, over the course of the week, um, there were, there were many different presentations. They all have these press conferences and they all do them a different, a little differently, but there was one from EA, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Ubisoft, Bethesda, Sony, and then Nintendo wrapped up on Wednesday. And I mean, not Tuesday. And okay, so so just real quick, EA, whatever. There wasn't. I mean, they they showed like one game at the end called Anthem, which looked amazing. But then they showed that at the Microsoft conference. Like they showed like a ten second trailer, like you know, check it out tomorrow at Xbox conference. So EA, whatever. Like lots of sports stuff. Actually, okay. So although what, I'm excited about Battlefront two, but they didn't really show anything for that, right? Because it's so 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 Battlefront two. They showed. This is the thing about the presentation. They did half hour regular presentation, and then the last half hour was essentially what was all Battlefront Two. But they just played Battlefront Two, and then they had like two YouTubers and one of the producers kind of commenting on the footage, and mm-hmm. and that was not fun for me at all. And they didn't show single player <laughs> stuff there, so that was not. I mean, so so Battlefront Two. That's what I'm excited for. <laughs> exactly, Battlefront Two is going. I mean, I am I am very excited about it. Right, it is it is a single player campaign where you're playing from a an Imperial soldier's perspective right after Endor, much like the original Battlefront Two. Yeah, 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 and <laughs> yeah, and, but this is canon, <laughs> and there's a tie-in novel which I want to read because it's tied in, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and it's. It looks amazing, right? And then there's multiple parts to it, though, because then there's the on-floor like, combat, regular Battlefront stuff. But it goes across all three eras. So actually, it was really cool. They showed episode one, the episode one battle. Um, Theed is the capital city of Naboo. It looks so good. You could play droids against clones. It looks really, really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks really cool. <laughs> Um, and, and it looks beautiful and, and I can't wait, but there's also like all the vehicle stuff is handled by Criterion who did the burnout games. There's a lot of stuff in this, in this. Okay. So we played battlefront one together for like two seconds. So this is true. Maybe maybe I would, I would play battlefront two. I'll play battlefront two. Uh, I'm 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 going to need to get, I'm going to need to get a better, bigger hard drive. for. We'll delete the first one, and, and you can play the second one. Oh, and and so actually, the reason why we didn't play a lot of Battlefront is because you never bought the DLC. So, That's true. So you never did the Death Star stuff. You never you never did um, Cloud City. Ugh, you didn't do any of the good stuff. So, <laughs> um, the new version will not have any DLC at all. I mean, it's it won't have a season pass, so it's all free DLC. That's cool. That is amazing. That is amazing, right? Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't have bought Battlefront. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I, like, I, I didn't love uh, you were EA's just presentation. gonna glaze over it, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the the other I guess cool thing is that so NBA 2K for the past few few years that's not an EA game, but they've done they've had a story mode essentially for like a single player story mode where you play a character, and now they're introducing that into Madden, and hmm. I believe there's one in FIFA too. So and they're gonna introduce one in 
in NBA Live, or maybe it was from NBA Live, the one that had it, and then now they're introducing it into Madden. So you actually play a character, and you're playing from like college, and then working your way into getting into the NFL. And there's a whole there's there's drama. It's it's an actual that, there's a that's fictional an interesting story. take on it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, and of course, like these sports games are extremely popular. I haven't bought a sports game in many many years, but that that's kind of exciting. Um, but that that was EA. So there was a there was a lot of Battlefront stuff, but the way they presented it was anyway. But it looks amazing, <laughs> right? Uh, so then um, there's the Ubisoft one. So the the things that stood out for me were they they opened up with a new with a Mario game, which had been like leaked all over the place. It's called Mario Plus Rabbids, and I forgot the the tagline for it. Rabbids are these really funny. Um, Really weird, ugly-looking, rabbit-looking. <laughs> the rabbits were, like, my favorite games from, from the uh, Wii. Th- from the Wii, yeah. Yeah, so it's Mario plus rabbits. And it's so, – so if you know what the rabbits are, um, the rabbits uh, end up accidentally in the Mushroom Kingdom and kind of warp the entire world. So then there are rabid versions of every single one of the Mario characters. And on all of the artwork, there's Mario with rabbit Peach and rabbit Luigi – <laughs> and it's hilarious. There's a rabbit Donkey Kong. Anyway, but it's really like a um, the game that they're comparing it the most to is XCOM, which is a strategy game where you actually mm-hmm. come in, come out into a, a, a space and then you are attacking enemies behind cover and you're planning your moves ahead. And, and it actually looks I totally really, really cool. want this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks hilarious, <laughs> but it's also – there's a lot of strategy. And right. it looks pretty cool. And that's coming out on Switch in August. That's coming out very quickly. So that one looks pretty good. And then, okay, so then they showed a game called Starlink, which is is a little mind-blowing. It is – so Toys to Life is this, you know, like Amiibo, like uh, Lego Dimensions, which you and I both have, which means you, you have these uh, – Skylanders is the most popular one. So you have a figurine and you put it on a base or something, and it shows up in the game. This Starlink game is that but with spaceships. So then you – not only do you have a spaceship that you use in the game, but you have pieces of that spaceship. So if I have, I don't know, I'm, I'm making this up, but if you have like a a railgun on it and I need lasers, I can pull off the railgun and put the lasers on it and that gets reflected in the game. But I'm physically making those changes on an actual spaceship that is resting on my controller or the Switch if you're playing on Switch. That's crazy. <sighs> I, I, there's a lot of money going into spaceships uh, at my house, I'm telling you. Uh, but it looks, it looks like I hate that kind of stuff where it makes you buy physical goods that, or, or the digital only goods. One that, the only one I have bought into is Lego Dimensions, and I still haven't played it. <laughs> Are you serious? You haven't opened the box? I haven't even opened the box, and I got it at Christmas. <laughs> I'm telling you, I need to. I need a bigger hard drive on my PS4. So again, I hate those games. I hate the. I hate the. Not the games per se, but I hate the idea of Toys to Life mm-hmm. of, of having to have a physical thing to play inside the game. But you know that I bought every single Doctor Who set the moment they oh, yeah. came out for Lego Dimensions. And, well, and the only reason I, I, the only reason I got the Lego one, like I decided that that one was okay, is because I mean. Aside from the game, even if the game didn't work anymore, I still have the Legos to play with. Yes. And I like Legos. They're legit Legos. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Starlink is 
it won't come out for a long time, but the idea, it, it, it speaks to me in ways that I do not like. It is, I you're, feel like it's... You are going to have all the spaceships. I feel like all it's taking spaceships. advantage of me. It's like, how can it we... It is. How can we... They said, how can we get Josue to buy we, all the stuff? How can we empty his bank account? Mm-hmm. This is the way to do it. Oh, man. And then it and actually looks... And you're buying into it. So it actually looks like No Man's Sky, which is like a whole other uh, level of... Oh, man. Oh, I didn't tell you this <laughs> this No Man's Sky story. I went to GameStop recently, and there was a, a, a man and his daughter, and he wanted to buy a PS4 Pro, and he had a stack of games, and he gave them to the guy, and he was like, yeah, I want to buy all these games. Um, I'm interested in buying these games. Are they any good? So he looks at him, he's like, good, good. And then he sees one game in particular, and he throws it like on the floor, and he's like, mm-hmm. you don't want that game. Leave it there. So I, I go to the guy, I'm like, oh, um, what game was it that you threw on the floor? He's like, oh, No Man's Sky. That game is garbage. It's like, whoa, whoa, what? whoa. So I went to the man, and I was like, listen, that's, a, that's one of my favorite games. That, that game is really good. <laughs> and then I got into a discussion with, the, with the, uh, the, the guy at the store about why he did that and, and why he stands by his opinion. So then I went again to the man who was buying PS4 Pro. I was like, Get, No Man's Sky is good. If, if it interested you, you should check it out. Anyway, Starlink looks like No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited. And then the, the, the other thing of, of, of importance to us anyway here, um, you and I, is Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is a prequel <gasps> prequel to Life is Strange. So it shows Chloe and Rachel. But there is some sad news. I'm so sad. Ashley Birch, who, who does the voice of Chloe, is not, is not going to be voicing Chloe. I, th- I think I'm actually tearing up right now. <laughs> it is kind of messed up. Like, man, like it's such a big part of the character. It is. Yeah. It is. And and she's sad that she can't voice the character as well. Yeah. She's actually, um, she actually signed up to be a part of the writing team. Right. Because yeah, she that's cares not so part much of her union. Yeah. Incredible. Oh. Um, so that's kind of. A, she's she's going to have to coach the new voice actress to talk like her. <laughs> to sound like her, yeah. It's, it's so sad because. I hear her playing um, the main character in Horizon Zero Dawn, and I keep thinking, Chloe? Chloe? So I'm so tied to this voice. I'm really excited about the game. Um, it's three episodes. Again, it's a prequel. It's, it's going to be tough for me. It's going to yeah. be a hard pill to swallow, but I'm really excited about it and exploring um, Chloe and Rachel's friendship. And yeah, and there's maybe there's- more than friendship. <laughs> so uh, I, I saw like a half hour of gameplay and interviews and, and, and it seems like just like in Life is Strange, you can – that's up to you what their relationship is. I think it's – Do you play from Chloe's perspective or Rachel's? You play or as both? Chloe. You play as Chloe. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I have to have this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the 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 people who made it were talking about how they they've spent years creating this technology where they can essentially like they have sliders on drama essentially <laughs> and choice mm-hmm. and all these things. So um, I don't know. It's it it looks good. It's three episodes. I'm 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 looking forward to it. So so that's exciting. And then uh, Bethesda had a conference. I think I don't know. I think theirs may have been my favorite conference as far as like really what the conf- what a conference was like. Like they had this, this, um, their theme was that they, they were a theme park and every area of the theme park was dedicated to a different game. And they stuck to that theme throughout the whole show. 
So there was like this really cool narrator and he was taking you through a tour and like, no, let's go to this section. And and then you'd see a game and everything there looked really, really good. Um, the most exciting for me were Skyrim's on Switch, which we knew was coming, but they showed it and it has Amiibo support and you can have the Master Sword and, and Link's clothes from Breath of the Wild in Skyrim, <laughs> which is crazy. That That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know if I need to buy Skyrim again, but maybe I would actually play it. I don't know. So I've never played Skyrim. And really? Yeah, and because when it came out on PS3, there were all these issues um, yeah. with the PS3 version. I got it on a Steam sale, like a, a yeah, the one with like the big pack with all the DLC and yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've I've always wanted to play it, but I, I held off on PS3, and then it was remastered on PS4, but I. I just had too many other games, but the idea of having it on Switch is exciting because I've put in so many hours into Breath of the Wild and having another big game like that where you can just jump in and kind of explore and do a side quest and, and you know, and of, of course, so many people have so many great things to say about Skyrim. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited about, about having it on Switch more than on any other console. And the other thing was that they showed Fallout VR, so they kind of, they're doubling down on VR which the whole game, Fallout 4, will be in VR, which is pretty cool. Ooh. It already makes me sick. <laughs> from like, <laughs> for, I get motion sickness, and uh, it already makes me dizzy if I play too long. Oh, but I already knew that I wasn't going to be a big VR person anyway. So <laughs> y'all have your VR fun. I'll watch from the sidelines. <laughs> so, so over on Sony's um, presentation... Actually, I missed. I, I I skipped Microsoft. So Microsoft had their presentation, and their big thing was that they announced a new a new version of the Xbox. And yeah, what was that? The one that was going to be the Scorpion, right? Scorpio. Yeah, it was called it was Project Scorpio. Scorpio. So so I have I have some thoughts on this because, like, in the that in the tag? in the console <laughs> war, right between um, Microsoft and Sony, Sony is. I think beating the Xbox like two to one. Yeah, I think or that's th- no, the no. numbers. Two to one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like sixty million for the for the um PS4 and around twenty million for the Xbox. So that is not good. Still a mm-hmm. successful console, but in comparison, that's not good. And I think that a right. big part of that is because when they came out and they announced what the Xbox One would be, people didn't like it. I didn't like what they were saying. In hindsight, yeah. I, in hindsight, I think that they made a mistake by – they actually went back Backing on everything. Yeah. They, yeah, they changed their mind about everything. They just made it a straightforward console after that. And I think that that was probably the wrong move because – It would make them different. Exactly, exactly. And they, they didn't do that. So now the rumor was like they've been saying like, oh, we're going to make the, the, the most powerful console ever made. Which is funny because technically the PS4 Pro is now the con- the most powerful console, and yeah. just the next one will be the most powerful. But they want to use that tagline. They've been using it for six months, and like I thought that they were going to essentially start the next uh, generation of console cycles, where the Xbox, the next version, like Project Scorpio, would be what would compete with the PS5, right? It's it's like, right, and it would, and it's that would be really quick for a new generation. Yeah, yeah. It'll be four yeah. years, right? It'll be about four years, which is not crazy. Usually it's about seven. 
Yeah, well, the last one was seven, which is really long. They're usually around five years before that. Yeah. And so it's, so it's not that unheard of, especially, I mean, they're so far behind, they might as well jump ahead. But that's not what they did either. So the no. Xbox One X, which is the new version of the Xbox, not to be confused with the Xbox One S or the Xbox One or the original Xbox, which you can't call the Xbox One because that's not the Xbox One, is a $500 <laughs> machine that is very, very powerful, but it's, it isn't actually a future generation of consoles. It plays any game you have, you can play on Xbox Currently, One. Yeah. yeah. You can play there. So, I mean, if I didn't have an Xbox One, I would want an Xbox One X because it it's the yeah. most powerful console. But... But if you have one... If I have one, there's no way I'm upgrading, especially, especially not because I don't have a Dolby price. Atmos system. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't have any of that stuff. And... But also, like, there were no, like, the, the the game libraries on Xbox, they just, like, they're not, I don't get excited about them the way I do about Sony's. No, so, they have no exclusive, like, hardly any exclusive content. Literally, they have no exclusive games, because now Microsoft started doing this thing where every single game that is yeah, exclusive. Yeah, on the, on the, on, you can play it on Windows. Yep, it's on PC also. So you actually yeah. don't, there's no reason whatsoever to buy an Xbox One. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of which is weird uh, unless you really don't want to do PC gaming. And didn't then, they announce backwards compatibility with the original Xbox? Which is again hilarious because as exciting as that sounds, like there's one and it's they spe- they specifically said that Crimson Skies was going to come back, and that's that's one of my favorite games of all time. It's a fighter plane, like in biplanes, like you're in, in multiplayer fighter planes. It's it's fantastic. I love it. I loved it. I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it now because it is an original <laughs> Xbox game. But they, yeah, the other, so the idea is that this Xbox will play every single game from, you know, most games from the original Xbox, Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. And that's kind of cool. But the week before, two weeks before, there were these reports out showing how often people play. Like on Xbox, I think it was like, Two percent of time spent with the console is on backwards compatibility. Nineteen uh-huh. percent on Netflix. You know, it was like the the, the yeah. number of time spent. I think it's a cool novelty, and I don't know where how I feel about it. I I still think it's cool, but I I downloaded a whole bunch of my backwards compatibility games, and I I've never played them. I think I played Zuma mm-hmm. once. <laughs> it's like a puzzle game, um, a couple times, and that was that was kind of it. So. As as again, as exciting as it's it, it's something very much for the fans, and and I I just worry that Microsoft is making mistakes that will affect its ability to be a contender, you know, to actually to make Sony do better. Yeah, if, um, if they're losing that badly, but but again, but uh, it, it I think it's confusing for people. So the Xbox One X is a five hundred dollar version of the $250 console that currently exists. And it plays all the same games. <laughs> so if you don't have a 4K TV and you don't care about, you know, the best around sound and playing 4K Blu-rays, just get the get the regular one, which still play, plays 4K Blu-rays, actually. It just doesn't go up to 4K resolution. And most people don't have 4K TVs. But if TVs. you don't have one, go ahead. If you got the money, <laughs> you, buy that one. If you yeah. get the money. Yeah. I don't know. And then, so again, they didn't really show any games that looked particularly too exciting. Not, I mean, we've been talking for a while, so I won't mention anything other than that Anthem game, which was, um, which was actually, okay, so EA just mentioned it briefly, but then Anthem actually does look incredible. 
but it's not exclusive to Xbox. And it's mm-hmm. it, it looks like Destiny meets Iron Man. So imagine if we put we're playing Destiny, but every one of our characters had a mech suit that was like tight, like like small, like that, Iron Man suit. That's kind of cool. It's it, yeah, the game looks incredible, and then instead of uh, taking sparrows and like in Destiny, we could just fly everywhere. So you're Iron Man, yeah. So you're Iron Man. You really are. You really are. But co-op, it looked it looked it looked incredible. It looked. Amazing! It looked amazing, but that's not uh, again. That's not um, an exclusive game, um, but it does look really good. Uh, I, I'm a, I, I believe there is some um, anthem in our future. It's our type of game. <laughs> um, so then in the Sony conference, which is which is pretty great as always, but I, I am of course I am a little biased. I think um, we're both biased. <laughs> so they showed they showed two VR games that were pretty good. One of them was Skyrim. <laughs> So they showed Fallout, Fallout <laughs> VR at Bethesda's conference, and they showed Skyrim VR, which is which is crazy, actually. Um, and then they showed this VR game called Moss. And I bring it up because a lot of people, like I've been reading previews of people have played it, and they say that it's pretty cool. And it's kind of like, imagine this little mouse going on an adventure, and you're essentially this spirit that's helping him along the way. I think you're like a spirit. So Moss is, so it's an adventure game, but you are helping move the pieces along and making sure that Moss can reach his objective. And again, he's hmm. a little mouse, and you're seeing it like you're seeing this mouse play out this this adventure. I heard, I read one article that called it Zelda esque, but you don't actually control the mouse. Um, That's not cool. I want to control the mouse. It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool um, because again, you have like this. It's like this pieces I would, are I would moving. I totally you're play Link as a mouse. <laughs> Nintendo make that game. So the other, I mean, one of the, like, they showed Shadow of the Colossus remake. Ooh, I flipped out. That was... I never, I missed out on that game. I don't know timing-wise. I missed out on that game when it was first out, and I've been told over and over again that I was stupid and I should have played that game. You are stupid and you should have played that game, but well, now you Well, guess what? Now chance. I can! <laughs> yep. And it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. There's content that was never put into it. But And I've and I brought this up before, um, but there's a movie starring Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler called Rain on Me, where Adam Sandler is um, battling depression. And one of the ways that he kind of gets through the day is by playing Shadow of the Colossus. And there's this whole scene in the movie where he shows Don Cheadle what the game is and what it's about. It's part of the movie. And he kind of, he's like hmm. sharing his story through what's happening in the game. It's incredible. Like it's incredible for, for like talking about video games and mental health in, in one context. It's also a really good movie. So Shadow of the Colossus. I've never seen that movie. Yes. You should, you should check it out. Rain on me. We should start a gay therapy movie club or something. Watch it. And uh, we'll talk about it. A movie slash book club. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Ideas uh, for the future. Yep. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, and I remember I remember the soundtrack was amazing. Eddie Vedder does the soundtrack. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's a great movie. Um, but I barely remember it, other than the Shadow of the Colossus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Don Cheadle there? I have no idea. I don't remember. But um, I remember Shadow of the Colossus. I do. I do. Hmm. Um, and then finally, when they – so they wrapped up – Sony wrapped up its conference with Spider-Man. Holy shit, did you see any of the Spider-Man stuff? No, I did not. Okay, okay, okay. Damn it. How do I describe this? Okay. All I saw all I saw all I saw was like some tweets about this is supposed to be the best Spider-Man game 
ever. No, no, no. Cece, you, you don't understand. It's like it's like a combination between Uncharted in the, in the sense that literally there were there were things falling um, onto the city and you were avoiding them and doing like these quick time events to save people. And then you're it's also like the Batman Arkham games. The battle system is very similar and there's different places okay. where you can propel yourself to and you have all these gadgets and stuff. Because up until the Batman Arkham games, most like comic book superhero games were were crap. Um, yeah, and the yeah, Arkham yeah. games are really good and changed like how I saw Batman entirely. So maybe this will do the same for Spider Man. Yes, but and, it's like out in daytime, <laughs> and yeah. it's bright, and he's he's got funny quips, and he's like you can you can do all sorts of stuff. Like the action looked amazing. The graphics looked amazing. And then it's going to be open world and you can swing. And, you know, everybody talks about the Spider-Man 2 game from, I don't know, 2004 or something like that. Where I used to just, like, spend all this time just swinging through the city because it was so much fun. And there hasn't now been a game that do does that. that as as the game. That's the game. The whole game, you could just swing. Forget yes. the story. Yeah, so just it, swing. So imagine it looks like Grand Theft Auto meets Uncharted meets Batman Arkham Asylum. Or Arkham City, but really. Spider-Man. Um, but Spider-Man. <gasps> there, oh, they, they showed a chase scene where um, Mr. Negative, I don't know if you've, you've seen him in the comics, he's escaping in a, in a uh, helicopter, and then Spider-Man tags, like, like he, he uh, webs the helicopter to a building, or to, a, to really like a crane, and then the mm-hmm. helicopter pulls away, dropping, like pulling off part of the crane, so then Part of the crane is falling into the city and you have to stop it. But then you're following the helicopter, which is flying away. And then the piece of the crane that it still has on is like a wrecking ball uh, hitting buildings and stuff. And then you're chasing it, like swinging through the city, chasing the helicopter down, trying to catch up to it. <gasps> wow. It, and and it looked incredible. Like, l- look up the videos for that because it looked, oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. It sounds like I need to get a job that pays more money or start cashing in my GameStop rewards for, for coupons so I can afford all these games. Now, and, that, and that game won't be around for a while, but just check out the video. It is very impressive. It looks very, very good. Oh, and Miles Morales shows up at the last minute. Technically, so does Genki. Um, but it's it's... At the end of the car, like it was separate from the from from that trailer from that presentation. Right at the end, they showed Miles taking a picture of all the webbing, and Genki's like, "Hey, Miles, let's go!" And he turns around, looks at the camera. <gasps> so exciting! What does that mean? Can you play as Miles? I don't know. Maybe that means in the sequel you'll be Miles. Ooh. Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's very exciting. It looks very cool. They're doing everything right in that game. And then you know, like usually that's that that was really the last traditional press conference presentation with a stage and all that. And and there were other games across all these presentations that looked fantastic. But then Tuesday morning, Nintendo um, they don't actually do a press conference. They just release a video because yeah. Nintendo is so weird. Nintendo and it has to be different. Stupid Always. Nintendo. But but holy shit, did Nintendo deliver? Their video, their presentation was only did 25 they, minutes did long. Did they ever present a Kirby game? Because my friend was like, show me Kirby. Show me Kirby on Twitter all day. So show they me sh- Kirby. They showed a Kirby game for Switch. They showed okay. a Yoshi game for Switch, which is like all cardboard cutouts and stuff. It looked amazing. Um, and then they showed they announced Rocket League for Switch with cross-platform play with uh, Xbox and PC. Uh, all of this cross-platform stuff is ugh, no PS4, and that's bugging me. But okay, 
It's okay. It's okay. They'll come around. They'll come around. But but again, Rocket League on Switch. This is this is very good news. Rocket League is so much fun. <laughs> um, and then they showed Mario Odyssey, which we had already seen a trailer and it looked weird. But this trailer was incredible. I saw. Have you seen? I this? didn't see the trailer. I saw my friend mention that like it's like I don't know something crossed with like a, a Mario sixty four aesthetic, but then this, but then this about all these Mario games and let. You literally said nothing right now. I so let literally me said what, nothing. What, what, what Mario Odyssey is. <laughs> it's a thing crossed with another thing and a thing. Because 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 my because my friend literally said nothing. <laughs> okay, so it opens up where you see a dinosaur that looks like it's straight out of Jurassic Park. And then it has a Mario hat on it with eyes on it. Okay? You're like, what is happening? Okay, and then it shows you, the game shows you that the game mechanic in this game, so it's a full 3D Mario where you explore all these different worlds. One is inspired by Mexico, one is inspired by New York City, one is like a sand place, one is a, a tropical, like there's all, all sorts of different worlds. And then they show the mechanic, and the mechanic is that the hat that, that, um, that Mario wears now, it's called Cappy. Cappy it has is a alive. It does have a name and two googly eyes. And then Mario takes it and throws it and can attack enemies with it. But some enemies you can capture. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they show, like, they, show, they throw it at a Goomba, and then all of a sudden he embodies the Goomba. So the Goomba shows up with a hat and a mustache. And then you can control the Goomba. You can control bullet bills. You can control a taxi, a human being, or the T-Rex. You could be anything. Also inanimate objects. So it's there's like a robot and then you can if you if you go onto a power line and throw your hat you can turn into electricity and travel through electric electric lines. It is it is the craziest looking game and I cannot wait to play it and I want Mario Odyssey so so badly and it looks it looks like so much fun. You have to see that video you have to see. You have to see it cuz it is incredible once he starts um just like Taking over people. And again, Cappy and the capturing mechanic. That's you really... Capture enemies. Yeah. Ooh. And I watched a lot of gameplay. Oh, so good. And then another moment where I just flipped out in the middle of the presentation was they showed Metroid Prime 4. They just showed, like, space. And then, like, slowly the S for like, the Samus S, like, started creating. <gasps> and the music. And then they just showed a, flo- a 4. They sh- literally showed nothing about the game. They just said it's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so 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 exciting! And uh, they, they they mentioned that a, that Pokemon is coming to Switch, but they didn't show anything. I want a Pokemon and RPG. They mentioned the Pokemon RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they said it's coming to Switch, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, all right, good. Because two weeks ago they had a Nintendo Direct, another presentation, short one for Pokemon, and all they showed was uh, Pokken Tournament, which is a fighting game. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, it's Tekken, the fighting game. <laughs> The people who make that game, but with Pokemon characters. <laughs> and they had a big announcement. They're like, it's coming to Switch. But no regular. Po- and then they announced another Pokemon DS game. Anyway, so, so, so Nintendo did great, and then, but it was super short. So then immediately afterwards, they start, they just showed like half hour of people playing um, Mario Odyssey. And it looks, it looks incredible. Okay, it looks incredible. And then after that, Reggie fils comes out. He's like the the head of Nintendo of America, and he's just talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, and I have an announcement. There's a brand-new 2D Metroid game coming to you. <laughs> and I was like, I was so excited. And then he said, coming to 3DS, and I wanted to flip a table over. 
You were so mad. Because to get my Switch, I traded in a whole bunch of stuff, including my 3DS. I was like, I'm never going to play this 3DS again. But I thought, like, I have a few games that I really like, like Zelda it games. It was never meant to replace the 3DS. That's what they say, right? They, they, that's what they say. So, and, they, but, and they just proved it. <laughs> well, like, so, so literally 30 <laughs> minutes before, they said the next po- – like, we're working on a Pokemon for Switch, part of the core series, which essentially mm-hmm. is like – we're done with 3DS. We're moving on up, right? It's, it's, we're going on Switch. That's amazing. And then they go backwards, and they say this about Samus. Now, I've been waiting 14 years, okay, for another 2D Metroid game. I love 2D Metroid, okay? I have many, many fond memories of, of 2D Metroid. I love these games. This game looks incredible, but I was so mad because I traded in my 3DS. And like the biggest irony of it is that I traded in my 3DS, and I had... Samus 2, The Return of Samus on it from the, on the virtual console from the original Game Boy. And this new mm-hmm. game is a remake of that game. So not only, like, I lost my, like, so I, I traded my 3DS and I, I actually lost that game forever. Like, I have to rebuy it because Nintendo is a wonderful software company and a horrible hardware company. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're super backwards on so many different things, including that. And... Now I have so many regrets about getting rid of my 3DS. Because <laughs> I think that the game that I most want, that I'm most excited about, is that 2D Metroid Is game. that one. Oh, man. man. But was Zelda on the Switch worth it? Um, yes and no. <laughs> it's not different from the Wii U, you know? I mean, and, yeah. and honestly, I mean, I actually, like, I got greedy. Because I ended up you getting did. like over six hundred dollars worth of credit, so I didn't need yeah, to get and my you 3DS. didn't need that. Yeah, I didn't know at first. Like it was in the first pile of stuff that I took, and I was like, "Whoa, I don't know. It's just, it's it's fine. I'll I'll figure something out." I'm, my hope is that it will come to Switch sooner rather than later. I wonder if I can just borrow a 3DS from somebody. Who do I know that has a 3DS? <laughs> Me. <laughs> you. Can I borrow your 3DS? No. Um, and then, so I'm not uh, shipping it to Puerto Rico. <laughs> fine. All right, and then, and so I do want to mention two two more games that uh, are kind of more re- relevant to to us to, to to Geek Therapy. One is called Transference, which is a VR game, and Elijah Wood is involved in it somehow, and he was in the what? trailer. Yeah. So I'm going to to read to you. Um, uh, a quote from an article about the game on Upload VR, and it says, the general premise behind the game is that you're involved with an experimental new technology that allows individuals such as yourself to virtually reconstruct memories for people that are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder in an attempt to, presumably, help them heal. That sounds like an awesome game. Conceptually, it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I have... Many red but flags. The, but that's the things that we hear a lot of things that are like, oh, that sounds great in theory. But yes. like again, how you're is throwing it be handled. You're throwing around PTSD and the idea uh, you know, some of the, pre, the this preview in particular, he was saying that the idea is you're living through this person's older memories. And I think it, hmm. it sounds like they're doing something really cool with the memories. Like memories are are highly inaccurate and they're very unreliable. And so right. apparently when you're living through these memories, they're kind of glitchy. 
and things mm. may even change on the fly. So the concepts That's behind cool. this, yeah, the concepts are, are really cool. I'm I'm actually excited about it, and I, I want to learn a lot more. But I think that that game in particular will be of great interest to to our listeners. Um, I definitely want to keep an eye out on that, and it's coming on all the VR platforms. So I'll definitely be hopefully checking that out on PSVR. That reminds me of that like opening scene from Civil War where Tony Stark is reliving uh, the last interaction he had with his parents. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. So again, that's in one theory, of the- once again, in theory, really cool. Yeah. But that's one of those concepts. That's, I mean, that, that concept is like the one part of that movie that really stayed with me afterwards. I was like, oh, that technology, like how would you use that? And the idea is that he wants to use it for people to help people heal, essentially, right? Right. Because, like, he's got all this guilt about that last moment with his parents. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it again, this idea is really interesting. You know, it's a game that's not getting a lot of attention, but I, I just wanted to bring it up. And, and then there's also a game called Fortnite. And I'm bringing this one up because it's essentially a game where you – it's co-op, right? And then mm-hmm. it's co-op like, like Battleborn was co-op, right, where co-op was – us against the environment, right? PVE. And then, so there's these waves of, of monsters. There's a storm, and the storm keeps throwing monsters at you. And then in this game, you're able to build a base and gather materials, and it's a co-op game with a, with a base-building mechanic. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a Waypoint article that, that refers to it as a multiplayer game about both kicking ass and helping people. And they were saying that it was kind of refreshing to see a game that is not just a shooter, it's not just violent, but that they're focusing on the cooperative aspect, that it's really about you helping each other, that everything about the game is designed to, you know, achieve a common goal and all of the classes kind of help each other in some way. And again, this idea that you can build a, a structure together and and really form a strategy um, it's something to, to keep an eye out. It looks it looks pretty cool. I saw some gameplay of that one too. And it looks like a lot of fun, but I like the way that this Waypoint article framed it. Game about helping people. And kicking ass. But and kicking ass, people. of course. And helping people. Yep. Is that it? That's it. Okay. That's all I got for, for, for E3. That's that a kind lot. Of, those are kind of just some highlights. Um, again, this is my favorite time of year. I, I, I would I would talk about this for much, much longer. I've kind of just we could be here all night. Yes, I've just summarized it. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that you you care about a lot of these things just like I do. <laughs> I do. I just can't take time off work. That's all. <laughs> I mean, and like not to mention there's like like games that you and I will probably play together in the future. Um, we'll definitely talk about these uh, Nintendo Switch games, which is like a lot of fun. Destiny Two is coming out in a couple months. So excited about that! It, it, it looks so good. It looks so good. Um, oh, and actually, there's a system in, in Destiny Two. I'm just going to bring it up now because I'm hoping that we'll do another episode soon. But who knows if we don't? So Destiny has this new thing called. Um, damn it! I forgot what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? I don't know what it's called. So it's essentially. You know the idea of sh- of a Sherpa in, in video games? Yeah. Right? So it's like if uh, you're really good at the game and I'm not or I'm new to it, you kind of carry me through the, the harder levels so I can level up faster and you're kind of mm-hmm. showing me the ropes and helping me out. Oh, it's called Guided Games is, is what it's called. So um, in Destiny, it was 
kind of hard to get a group together to do a raid. There were two raids that I never saw. I never, <laughs> I never saw yeah. the last two raids um, in Destiny. And not that I couldn't, but it's just like I had to get with my friends to, to do it. And, and it was hard to just do it on your own. And there were raids to do it, but I'd rather do it with my friends. Anyway, it, it's harder. But guided games is a way to essentially people set themselves up as Sherpas and then other people set themselves up as looking for a Sherpa, right? And, <laughs> and so, but there's also this aspect to it where you have, there's like, it's not a code of conduct, uh, conduct but it's kind of like an, uh, an agreement in the game where you agree to, like on one side, you agree to help other people and the other one, you agree to be helped and be courteous and be good, essentially. And the way that that's worded is, is, isn't exactly in those terms, but that's the idea, that there's actually this handshake agreement before either side agrees to participate in the guided games. And Talk so, about responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really interesting the way they're doing it. So you have to have a clan, and then a clan can open up a spot or two. And then people who – like there's all these different things that you can base your decision on. And then – but before the connection is made – Again, those both sides have to agree to that. And I think that that's really cool. It's it's really just a way to prime all the players to not be dicks. And <laughs> you know, like there isn't there isn't like priming is is that simple, you know? Just like we're putting it out there and we're both agreeing to it, is that okay? And then like if you don't, you know, if you don't follow through then you're you know, you could get reported, etc. But again, just that extra aspect of 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 priming both sides for it is I'm really curious about how that's going to work. And I, I kind of like the idea of being needing help at first, but then eventually being able to offer help and having mm-hmm. that agreement. Like, yeah, like, like there's an honor code that I, that, I, that I agree to follow. And within the world of destiny, that actually makes a lot of sense, right? You're a guardian, you're this hero, you're, you're there for the people, you're, you're a protector of the city. I really, I really like uh, what they're doing there, but it looks, it looks, like a lot of fun. I can't wait for Destiny to come out. And Anthem, I think you and I will, will definitely have to have to talk about that. So. so I need a new hard drive for the PS4. Like I've said that like five million times, but I really do. Yeah, you need a few things. <laughs> that one that way we can play. Yes. Yes. Whew. Well, this was this was this was a lot of fun. Because we got to talk about E3, and E3 is my favorite time of year. I don't know if I told you that. It's Josue's Christmas. It is my Christmas. It's kind of sad that it's over. Even though you don't actually get to play any of the things. So, yeah, so compared to other years where there's like, and, and here's a demo, and there's an alpha right now. Like one of my, like one of my favorite E3s right. was when, when Destiny came out, and they were like, and PS4 players, you get an get alpha the, yeah. right now. <gasps> And there wasn't really any of that And then you this told year. me and I was like, oh, I got to go get it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there wasn't really any of that this year. But it's still, it's still so exciting. And then, again, it, you're seeing all these new things that you haven't seen before and you kind of know what's coming up. And whew, so good. So good. It was, a lot, it was a lot of good stuff this year and, and way more that we didn't talk about. But, uh, again, so those are all the changes for Geek Therapy. This was this, – again, I, I, my hope is always that we, it'll be a celebration of, of geek culture – and mental health, and and like our discussion on E3, like this is these are happy times, right? Like we're we're talking about stuff that we care about, that we like, and and 
we can bring in the mental health stuff and we can mix it up. And, and some episodes or some content will be more mental health uh, focused. Some will be more geek culture focused. Some are like a really good balance. Like some of the blog posts that you've written in the past, I think are a perfect example of that. Are you ever going to write a blog post again? Yes, I am. Okay. I already have one mostly written. Mostly. Do you know when that draft was started? <laughs> like almost a month ago or a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of like content after that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. People people don't yeah. need to know that. <laughs> I've I've got like I've got like I I don't know how many, but there are quite a few blog posts in the works um in my notebook. And if I write it down, it's gonna happen. So I've heard, I've heard that before. But I didn't it's write okay. stuff down before. <laughs> Again, I like the idea that if we if we're if we have the, the if we're we're you know committed enough to be able to do these uh, you know, to get together and 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 talk and and record it, that we can actually have content. Like we we do have good content. We just don't do it in writing. And I'm okay with being audio first. I have no problem with that. I prefer it <laughs> for many yeah. different reasons. And and uh, I I look forward to 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 some of the changes and and what we'll be doing in the future. So again, this episode will go up on a Monday. I'm hoping that there will be something up every Monday. There will be different feeds. Things will change up a little bit. And I don't know, I kind of feel like after 100 episodes, I feel really good about like, well, if I need to take a week off, that's okay. Because there's 100 episodes. Did you listen to all 100 episodes? <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, there's a whole network out there. So please check out the Geek Therapy Network. We have Geek Therapy and now the Geek Therapy Library and the Geek Therapy Roundtable. <gasps> plus Headshots, which is gaming and psychology. Psych Tech, which is technology and psychology or psychology and technology. And Rolling for Change, which is tabletop gaming and transformative experiences. There's Jedi Council, which is exploring mental health through fictional characters. And the newest show, well, technically not the newest show anymore, uh, (laughs) Geeks and and Family Therapy, GFT, which is focusing on family issues and geek culture and mental health. That's a lot of stuff. And and there's, there's more coming. There's more coming. Trust me. There's all these uh, Apple Apple just made all these announcements about how they're 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 really dedicating new resources to podcasts and whenever like Apple essentially runs the podcasting game yeah because that's what they they essentially write RSS feeds and all that so they're going to make it really easy to differentiate an episode from a trailer and a season from another season and all these new things are going to happen in the fall and I expect to take advantage of all of that. But it's also good to know that Apple is behind podcasting. So podcasting isn't going anywhere. It is it is huge and we'll 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 grow with it. So that has been it. This is this was episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. So exciting. That, that's a lot of episodes. It is a lot of episodes. And and distance be damned, we'll we'll make this work. And uh <laughs> We'll hopefully be be around every week. So thank you again, Laura, for for showing up every week and for saying that you're going to write stuff. <laughs> thank you for this crazy. I can't believe it's been a year that I've been doing this with you. I know, I know. High one of the highlights of my week. Every week, it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, like a lot of podcasts say this. It's like, it's like this. sitting down and having a cup of coffee or something with a, with a friend. Exactly. Exactly. Like a lot of podcasters say this, but if it weren't for this podcast, we wouldn't talk every week. And and that would be sad. Um, unless, unless a new game came out. 
Unless like we right can then. come out. Yeah. And then DLC <laughs> comes out and you don't buy it and then we don't play. <laughs> you know what? If you want to bankroll all my, <laughs> all my season passes and everything, it's all good. That's not going to happen. Are you getting Splatoon, by the way? I really, yes, that I want Splatoon. Okay, maybe Splatoon I did, will be I didn't get game. to play. I didn't get to play it on the Wii U, so I'm really excited. Splatoon two might be our might be our our game, and if anyone wants a game with us, we talked all about video games. I am absolutely open for it. Let me know, yeah. And, uh, just and, and and I'll send you my my PSN, my Xbox Live, my my sixteen digit Nintendo um, whatever the friend, friend code. code. <laughs> oh Nintendo! Oh, you're so silly. All right, uh-huh. let's get out of here, and we'll we'll be back hopefully next week. 100. Woo. Woo. You've just listened to Geek Therapy on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. 